live from Southern California, this is the Jim Rome Show. Because right about now, it is spinning fast. Rumors are swirling. Interviews are being conducted. But you know, there, there is that one domino that has to fall. The one big domino that we know about. The first domino of the hiring cycle. And of course, that domino is Sean Payton. Because Sean Payton is the best most accomplished NFL head coach to come free in years. He might be the best head coaching candidate since the Lobster Senior. James Kelly's surrogate pop, Mike Shanahan. James Kelly so badly wants to be a Shanahan. He wants to be adopted. Winthrop. I think he calls him Pop and Kyle Broham. Yeah, I've never seen anything like it. James Kelly loves, loves the Shanahan's. I think he calls Kyle bro. Brother. And Mike Pop. Anyway, when Mike Shanahan was available, that was a big time, big time free agent hiring. My point is, if you have an opening and you have not called, now you know what my point is? James Kelly's obsession with the Shanahan family. That's my point. I mean, Kelly's weird. And generally, weird is good, but not in his case. Man, he loves him some lobster. Actually, my point is, well, that. My other point is, if you've got an opening and you have not called Sean Payton, it's essentially organizational malpractice. (laughs) Kelly's in. I'm looking at my screen. Quote, accurate. I know, dude. I don't say things that are inaccurate. Dude, you so wish you were part of that family legally. Anyway, if you have an opening, Sean Payton is clearly where you want to start. This dude has got his pick of the jobs right now. The real question is, does he want any of those jobs right now? Are any of these jobs actually good enough to get Sean Payton to pull the trigger, to leave his current situation? Because he clearly does not have to. He likes his life the way it is right now. And why wouldn't he? He can broadcast, still make a lot of money, play a lot of golf. I mean, why would the guy move if he doesn't have to? What I'm saying is all these teams need him more than he needs them. He picks them. They don't pick him. They sell him. He doesn't sell them. It's just a matter of whether or not there's a situation that is attractive enough to get him to bite. And yes, I think this highly of this guy. Now, he can't officially interview with any team until the 17th, but the Broncos, the Cardinals, and the Texans reportedly are already lined up to get him in the door. And if they've got any clue as to what they're doing, whoever gets him in the door first should make damn sure they don't let him out. I'm not saying that this dude is the perfect head coach because that obviously does not exist. I am saying guys like this rarely come free and clear because if you believe reports if you do get Peyton that may not be all you're getting according to ESPN Peyton is quote already putting together an all-star staff that includes former Denver Broncos head coach Vic Fangio as his potential defensive coordinator end of quote So as if Peyton could be any more attractive as a head coaching candidate, you might also get Vic Fangio. Now, those two together would be a pretty terrifying duo if you're the rest of the league. I mean, you could almost make the point that you can't find a more imposing offensive, defensive, coaching duo or one-two punch than those two if they put that together. But again, the problem is, are the Broncos, Texans, Cardinals, Colts, or Panthers worthy of that kind of a tag team? Like, as an example, why would Sean Payton sign on to deal with Cringerous and that massive contract casting that massive shadow over the entire Broncos organization? I mean, if I'm Denver and they're pulling out all the stops, they're looking to take that big swing, and they should. But if I'm Sean Payton, do I really want that? I mean, if anybody can fix Russ It's Peyton. But what if Russ is irrevocably broken? Perform? What if he's irreparable? What if he doesn't know he's cringe as hell 
and entitled. Because if Russ doesn't know that by now, he never will. And is that really something that Sean Payton will want to deal with? Doubt that. Payton's probably thinking, Jim Harbaugh can deal with that. I don't need that in my life. But Harbaugh does. If he wants back in the NFL, he can have that. Aside from draft picks, is there a single thing that's appealing about the Texans gig? Shout out to old school clone Nick Casario. Yo, Nick, what up? Yo, Nick, what about Lovey jamming you guys on the way out the door the way he did? I mean, Nick, dang. Without the nicks and cuts of a blade. Without the nicks and cuts of a blade. Old school clone right there. And I'm pretty sure that Peyton has got no interest in dealing with the maniacal meddling of Mr. Upper Quartile of the top quartile in Indy. Hey, you love to see it. Hey, love to see it. <laughs> love to see it. Love to see it. All right, so what about Carolina? Carolina's got no quarterback. They're in the same division with the Saints, so that feels a little bit off. Then you've got the cards, right? With the cards, you've got some serious dysfunction right now. You've got Kyler Murray. You've got Kyler Murray and Kyler Murray's torn ACL and Kyler Murray's attitude and Kyler Murray's video games and Kyler Murray's regression. So you've got owner Michael Bidwell saying that Kyler, get this, Kyler gets a say in the next head coach. Kyler gets to help hire the next head coach. So on the surface, that sounds all wrong, right? Kyler can't even be trusted to stay off of the call of duty and watch his game film. But you're going to entrust him with having a say on the next head coach? I mean, it sounds like you're letting the inmates run the asylum. But the truth of the matter is, they're tied to the future of Kyler Murray with that huge contract. The last thing they want to do is bring in another coach that Kyler does not like, that Kyler does not connect with, that can't reach Kyler. You know, i.e. Cliff Kingsbury. Like it or not, respect it or not, you do have to give Kyler a say in this because if you force somebody on him that he doesn't want, Kyler will self-destruct. And you're locked to this guy. So you've got to find somebody that he likes and respects, and importantly, somebody who likes and respects him, who will tell him not what he wants to hear, but what he needs to hear. Especially coming off that ACL tear, right? So this is really tricky. The incredible part to me, and why I'm spending so much time on this, is that Peyton might actually be that guy. Sean Payton might be that guy. He might be intrigued by Kyler Murray and his unique skill set. And I guarantee he's intrigued by the power and authority that Bidwell could and should give him since Steve Kime is no longer there. If I'm Bidwell, I'm thinking, we're lucky Payton is even interested in us bastards. Give him what he wants. For you bastards. You bastards. Give Payton what he wants. No, I mean, seriously, give this guy what he wants. If I'm Arizona, I give this guy whatever the hell he wants. Blank check, total autonomy, final say over personnel, Cliffy's swaggy crib, whatever. You sure as hell should want this guy because, incredibly, he may want you. I mean, maybe this is all negotiation and maybe this is all smoke, but an extremely credible guy in Tom Pelissero tweeted, quote, Sean Payton has been doing his homework on the Arizona job. He's a Kyler Murray fan. And with no GM in place, it would be an opportunity to set up the whole operation. End of quote. I'm telling you, if I'm the cards, that is some of the best info ever. Some of the best news potentially ever. If I'm the cards, that report just turned me into straight double rainbow organization. Oh, 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 Sean Payton wants oh us. Ooh, he likes Kyler. He's a Kyler Murray fan. I got a question for you. Why is Old Trapper Beef Jerky like the best thing ever? 
Well, there is something to be said for a family business, which stands by quality and produces the world's finest beef jerky. Do not be fooled by other brands. All beef jerky is not the same. Make sure you choose Old Trapper, where you can actually see the quality right through their iconic Clearview packages. Every single bite of Old Trapper is tender, never tough, because they only use the best ingredients. From their lean strips of beef, seasoned with top-quality spices to their real wood-fired smoke, Old Trapper delivers quality in every single bite and... Old Trapper Jerky comes in four mouth-watering flavors. Old Fashioned, which is classic beef jerky flavor. Tender, smoky, and delicious. You've got Teriyaki with the yellow label, where Old Trapper turned the flavor down to 11. Hot and spicy, with a spice so nice you'll want to snack twice. Peppered, tender, seasoned beef covered in cracked pepper. And you can grab and go with a 4-ounce bag or load up with an 18-ounce bag. That way you've got enough for the entire team or fam or both. If you don't see it, ask for Old Trapper by name because no other jerky compares. Old Trapper, what is your beef? Yeah, yeah Yes, I was the guy who was hyping Kyler a lot a couple of years ago. Listen, Arizona has already pushed all the chips to the middle of the table on Kyler. They're all in. They're pot committed. They're going all the way to the river with this dude. So... If one of the best coaching candidates to hit the market in recent years is truly, quote, a Kyler Murray fan, and it's not just smoke, and he's not just negotiating, and he's not just using them, if in fact that is the case, then they've got to find a way to get this guy in the building quickly, and once they get him in the building, make sure that he does not leave without picking up that fountain pen and putting his name on the line that is dotted. And yes, I know the Saints are going to want compensation. I don't care about that either. Then again, they're not my draft picks and my money, but get what they want. He is technically still under contract with New Orleans until 24, so you've got to work out some sort of deal. Give them what they want. Give him what he wants. Because if I'm the cards, I'm going all in. Because no matter what Jarrah says... This brings us back to Jerry Jones. No matter what Jerry says, if the Cowboys take a big dump in their pants in Tampa this weekend, and we know they might, they could, don't tell me the big fella Mike McCarthy is safe, even though Jerry said that this week. I mean, come on. And then what about the Chargers as an example? Love them. I do. But the Jags are dangerous, yo. They're in Duval. And as much as I love my dude Brandon Staley, and I do, nothing is guaranteed there. If the Chargers were to go to Duval and something really bad happened there, is there a chance that job might even be in play? I don't know. I don't know. But if it were, it would be even more attractive because it's L.A. Peyton's in L.A. And, of course, you've got my neighbor Justin Herbert in L.A. So, what I'm getting at is this. Things are picking up and speeding up, and that coaching carousel is starting to spin pretty quickly, but nothing is going to happen until the first domino falls, and that domino is Sean Payton. Any team that knows what they're doing is going to get this guy in their building and try not to let him get away, and nobody more so than you, Arizona, especially if he wants you. Because, again, you don't pick him, he picks you. 1-800-636-8686. Would not suck to be him right about now. Like I always say, sometimes you get the hammer and sometimes you don't. Jay Woods of OmegaTaxCredits.com is with me now. You've actually started a new operation, a new wing, Omega Funding Solutions. Exactly what is that and how does that work? You file an amended payroll tax return with the IRS, and the IRS is backed up. You know, they were hit by COVID too. They had the pandemic to deal with, so it's taking them anywhere from six months to a year to process these refunds. So we came out with a solution where we can help you get access to that cash earlier in as as little as two weeks. See if you qualify for an ERC tax refund from the IRS, Omega Tax Credits. Credits.com. This is the beef segment. Listen up, clones. Not all beef jerky is the same. Old Trapper's original old-fashioned teriyaki, hot and spicy, and pepper all come in four-ounce bags. So you can sample different flavors to find the best one for you. Ask for Old Trapper by name because no other jerky compares Old Trapper. What's your beef? If you're just now stopping on the program, you found us on CBS Sports Network, you're listening on the radio, you wonder what this is about, we do it once a week. You can beef. I'm here for it. Generally, I want to keep it positive. Generally, I want you to be upbeat, optimistic. 
manifest positive things. However, if you need to blow off some steam and you want to beef, do it. Do it now, and it does not matter what it's about. As you're about to find out, it can be about anything at all. Random, sports, non-sports, whatever. I want to start with phone calls this week. While I'm doing the calls, hit me up on social at Jim Rome. Let's start with the calls, though. I like to change up. 1-800-636-8686. First call. This guy sets the tone. We go to North Carolina. Bobby. Bobby, what is your beef? My beef today is about idiot coworkers who want to interject into every conversation, whether it pertains to them or not. Hey, guys, let me tell you about the time I worked for a NASCAR team 10 years ago. When in reality, the only race car he's probably ever worked on is his freaking remote control cars that he won't shut up about. I'm out. All right, Bobby. He's saying, you know what? We really don't give a damn. You're not a part of the conversation. You were not invited to be in this conversation. Why are we talking to you? Better yet, why are we listening to you? Because we're not talking to you. Fair enough. 1-800-636-866. Eight six. Let's go to El Paso. David in El Paso. David, you're on. What's your beef? Cowboys Nation, we hear it year in, year out. We're going to win the Super Bowl. I got a beautiful song for you and a favorite quote. Turn out the lights. The party's over. And I'm your Huffleberry. David's done. Is that a beef? What was that? That was just a bad call. Where's the beef in that? What's your beef? Beef. Let me reset you very quickly. Just beef. Let me know what your beef is. What do you have an issue with? What is your beef? This guy knows how it's done. Ed in San Antonio. Ed, show them how it's done. What's your beef this week? Hey, Jim. Yeah, my beef is yoga pants wearing woman at Whole Foods. You know, there's a saying, there's three things that never lie. Children, drunks, and spandex and the worst is to get stuck in the checkout line behind some dimpled ass soccer mom who looks like she's trying to smuggle two hams and a yo-yo i mean have some boundaries thanks ed that when i said show them how it's done that's not what i meant and, and how rich is it that ed is telling somebody else to show some boundaries show some boundaries Hey, Ed, tell me again, who are the three things that never lie? Children, drunks, and spandex? First of all, children lie all the time. All right, so his beef is with yoga pants and or spandex in public. This is the same, why don't you make me a sandwich guy, in case you didn't recognize his sound or his voice. That guy. Let's keep moving. Here's a regular in the beef segment. We go to Omaha, Nebraska. Kathleen. Kathleen, what is your beef? Some of the sellers on Pawn Stars are bird brains for turning down big offers because they think it's too low. If it was me, I would take the money and ask, can you throw in Corey Harrison too? I need him for tackling practice. (laughs) Kathleen. (laughs) All right, Kathleen. I don't watch Pawn Star. I'm not... I'm not saying that I don't like it. I'm just saying I don't really know it. I know the concept, but I don't really know it. She's saying they're idiots turning down money. They can't do better and throwing this dude so she can have, quote, tackling practice. You callers are not doing very well today. Do better. Let's go to Orlando. Joe in Orlando. Joe, what's your beef? Hey, Jim. Uh, my beef is with... People who drive 30 under the limit. People who won't let you finish a sentence. All of these a-holes who take off their shoes anywhere but on a carnival cruise. That's not a good call. No. You don't like that call. I don't like that call. Not a very good call. Were you slamming a series of beefs into one bad song? What, what are y'all trying to do with this segment? It's easy. Or it should be. Just find something that you have a beef about. Don't overthink it. And just let it rip. I know there's a higher degree of difficulty with the callers, but I'm trying to get you up first. 
I'm not giving up on you. I'm not happy with you right now. You can do better. I look forward to this segment every single week because it almost always slays. It is challenging today. Let's keep it going. And I will get to the social media, but I do not want to give up on the callers. I'm trying to encourage them. I want the callers to be a part of the program, especially in this segment. All right, let's try another one. Let's go to Madison. Madtown I can trust. I know this town. Greg in Madison. Greg, what's your beef? And my beef is mall walkers. I can't go to the mall and just do some shopping without feeling like I'm in the middle of Daytona 500. (laughs) My man. All right. Mall walkers. I mean, is there, what's the distinction? They're there to walk and not shop. They're there to walk and not buy. Should they be running? Are they there to get their cardio in? Is it better than a treadmill or an elliptical or a Peloton? Mall walkers. All right. Well, like you can't go there unless you, are convinced you're going to buy something? Is there a mandatory buy purpose once you get there? I, I don't know. Don't know. All right, let's go. This is interesting. Let's go to Lubbock, another town that I have been to. Terry in Lubbock. Good to have you, Terry. What's your beef? I got beef for people who wear pajama pants everywhere they go. Since when did it become trendy to look like you're coming from or going to a sleepover at 2 o'clock in the afternoon do us all a favor throw them grungy flannels in the washer put on a real pair of pants you heathen go bills i'm out you heathen kids the kids do it i see rogues do that jake's been home from mad town of all places kids do that for sure and i have seen some adults do that you heathen you heathens got to do better on the phones we are grinding and still i'm in the fight Still, I'm not giving up on it. How about this? Lake Havasu. Don't hear from Havasu very often. Happy to go there. It's wild. Dave in Lake Havasu. Dave, what's your beef? Hey, Romy, how you doing? Good, dude. You? I'd be a lot better if uh, I could pack a regulation lunch and a sandwich into a sandwich bag without the pile of crap exploding every time I try to put a standard sandwich in it. Hey, Ziploc, do better. (laughs) I hear you. Dude, they could... First of all, Dave, I appreciate you. I appreciate you, dude. You can continue to try to slam your big Sando into one of those little bags, or you could buy bigger bags, and then your Sando will not explode if you pony up for the bigger bag. They do come in multiple sizes. I'm not really sure what those smaller sandwich bags are for anyway. Snacks, nuts, chips, grapes. But there are actual sando bags, I think, that as long as you're willing to pony up and step up, you don't have to slam your sando into your little grape bag. I don't know, dude. Wrap it up in some saran wrap. There's always that. But you're right. The exploding bag is no fun. Let's try Lafayette. Richie in Lafayette. Richie, what's your beef? My beef, Jim, is with OBPJ. You were over here and bearing us all from Louisiana. Just sit down, shut up, quit acting the if, put in your AirPod Pros, and watch your iPad Pro out. <laughs> all right, Richie. At least he got my iPad right. Put in your AirPod Pros and watch your iPad Pro and stop embarrassing us in Louisiana. I'm staying on the phones. I just am. Let's go to the Natty. Brett in the Natty, Cincinnati. It's good to have you, Brett. What's your beef? Man, I hate the two most annoying New Year's guys. First, I haven't talked to you since last year. I want to smack that guy. And then I want to smack the, oh, I keep writing 2022, 2017, 1974 on my check. Save it. I'm out. I feel you. Brett, we still haven't had that one that's like, yeah, yeah, that's your leader in the clubhouse. That's why we do this. That's the person right there. That's the call. That's why I keep looking, keep dialing 1-800-636-8686. 
keep dialing. Let's go to East Tennessee. Anthony, good to have you, Anthony. What is your beef? Hey, Jim. My beef is with the folks at the airport on the moving sidewalks that camp out and will not get to the right side and let you get through to get to your flight. Either get to the right side or move on. Stop camping out, folks. I'm out. Stop posting up. That's not original. That's not new, but that's never not going to work for me. I've never understood that. Look, I'm not saying that I'm some kind of triathlete, but anybody who just stands there on the people mover, I mean, at least walk. It's got to be 50% easier than walking on stationary ground. Walk through it, man. If you're posted up on that railing just looking around, yeah, I got nowhere to be, nothing to do. It's not my fault my flight got delayed. Fine. Man, get some cardio. Get off your ass because you're actually standing on your ass even if you're not sitting on your ass. Could we actually do an entire segment of just average phone calls? <laughs> I'm trying, right? It's pretty clear I'm trying. Let's go to Driftwoods. Ben, you made it in. Ben, what's your beef? Rome, big beef with rear windshield wiper guy. There's nothing to see back here except the 10 cars you're slowing down. Is that thing connected to your brake or something? Uh, let's keep it moving forward. There's no, nothing back here for you to see. I don't even know why cars have those. I'm out. Because the back windows get really dirty and you can't see through them? <laughs> Strange. All right. Again, 1-800-636-8686. There's got to be a good phone call. There's got to be a strong beef. There has to be. Let's try Michigan. Where, man, where's DoorDash guy? I already tried Ed in San Antonio. And the sad part is that's probably the best one of the day. His spandex blast. Where is my DoorDash guy who's so furious all the time about customers and how they treat him with no respect whatsoever? Where is DoorDash beef, dude? Let's try Michigan. Steve in Michigan. Steve, what's your beef? Hey, Jim. Thanks for taking my call. I really appreciate it. My beef is with an AM radio I have in my 95 van. And yeah, you could say, why don't you get a better car? Why don't you listen on your iPhone or something? But why is it so scratchy? Why can't I hear AM 1330? Why can't I hear the Jim Rome show? Why is it so ridiculously scratchy? I can barely hear you, dude. Can they just fix AM radio? I mean, can you explain that to me, Jimmy? Why can I get everything in FM and not AM? My man. All right, let me try. First of all, I'm not the Radio Shack guy. But why don't you get a better car or listen through your phone? I'm just kidding you, dude. I feel you. You know what you do? If you hit a pocket where you're in town, where you're not getting good reception, man, just pop in your 8-track tape. Bump some Billy Joel. He's cracking on AM radio. (laughs) I'm not giving up on this. Notice I have not read a single tweet or email, and there's so much better. Just like I'm not giving up on that iPad Pro that that a-hole has. I'm not giving up on you callers. This message is sponsored by Discover. Did you know you could reduce the number of unwanted calls and emails with online privacy protection? The latest innovation from Discover. Discover will help regularly remove your personal info, like your name and address, from 10 popular people search websites that could sell your data. And they will do it for free. Activate in the Discover app. See terms and learn more at discover.com slash online privacy protection. Let's go to Indy. Carl in Indy. And notice the calls keep coming. None of them are good, but they keep coming. Carl in Indy. My man, what is your beef? Jim, my friend, I have a serious beef with Velveeta cheese. It doesn't matter what, and I love this stuff. Everybody loves it, right? But you go into any grocery store and you try to find the Velveeta cheese, it's not where the cheese is. It's by the frozen shrimp or it's on an end cap by the vegetables or who knows where. You got to ask like three or four clerks. They always send you the wrong place. By God, just put it near the cheese. We know it's not cheese, but damn it, it looks like cheese. And if you put it where the cheese is, we'll find it. My man, nice job, Carl. There you go. That's why I stayed in the fight. He's like, it's Valveda cheese. 
put it where the cheese is so we know where to find it. Yeah, but it's not cheese. I know it's not cheese, but it's Valveeta cheese. So put it with the rest of the cheese. Why would I look for cheese with the relishes or whatever? I don't know. I don't buy it, dude. I don't stock it. I don't buy it. I know there's a lot of things in the store right now that they no longer stock or have. I've experienced that. And I I agree with you about this point. There is nothing worse than going to the same store time after time after time, only to find out they've rearranged the store. Hate that. Hate that. Dodger Jano is hilarious. You know what she does? When she makes out her shopping list, she makes it by aisle. Not like by need, but by aisle. She structures her shopping by the aisle. Like the list, if you look at the list, it's by aisle one, two, three, four, five. So she could speak to that. Although it does not bother her as much as it bothers me. What up, DJ? How you feeling? Let's go to Sacktown. Ryan in Sacramento. Ryan, good to have you. What's your beef? Hey, what's up, JR? My beef is with polyester coaching shorts. Knuckles are supposed to be thrown, not shown. Wow. I don't know, Alvy. Why would you run the best call? He's got a beef with polyester coaching shorts because knuckles are supposed to be thrown, not shown. Why did you run him? Even Allie, even Alvin. Even Alvin, for one of the only times ever, ever, upon further review, said it's a solid take. That's the closest you're going to get to I was wrong. The hammer was overturned. I don't remember the last time Alvin said, you know what? You're right. Solid take. I jumped too quickly. Why were you so quick to jump, dude? Easy. Easy with the hammer. You know, I said sometimes you have it, sometimes you don't. You always have it, Alvin. Just be careful. Let's try Salt Lake City. I like Salt Lake. Tim in Salt Lake. Tim, what's your beef? Let's go. Can somebody teach people at Costco to police their kids? You should be at Walmart if you're going to let your kid run around at Costco and pull off the $3 T-shirts off of that big stand. You should be at Walmart. By the way, if you're going to have kids at Costco, don't let them run roughshod over the sample table, dude. Some of us want to get in there, too. The other thing is, listen, I understand Costco's way better than watching guy wearing a thong at Walmart. But sometimes you got to know where you are. And sometimes you got to know where you belong. You belong at Walmart. And to the guy who's complaining about the windshield wiper on the back window, you're probably the same a-hole who doesn't use a turn signal. Thanks. Never drive again. I'm out. Wow, dude. All right, so I'm not really sure how this became a Costco v. Walmart thing. But I'm sort of here for it. I like the way he started that call with, let's go. Let's go, Costco v. Walmart. Hey, hey, non-parenting parent, let's go. Parent your kid. Stop letting them near the free sample table. Go to Walmart. Let's go. Let's go to Alaska. Matt, in Alaska. Matt, what's your beef? Jimmy, what's going on, my man? What's up, dude? I got a beef with, I got a beef with Ed today, although he's a pretty good beef caller. I just picked my wife up from the airport. And on the 45-minute drive home, she's dead asleep in the passenger seat until Ed comes on and starts talking about two hams and a yo-yo in yoga pants. As my wife's sitting here, as she's just flown in from Maui wearing a pair of yoga pants, she turns to me and goes, is this that damn radio show you always listen to? So, Ed, I appreciate you, man, but uh, today wasn't a good day for me. Ward Jano sending me a Christmas card next year. I've been waiting 22 years. I'm out, Jimmy. You got it, bro. Matt in Alaska. I, I don't know. I mean, why not, Matt? That that would make 501 that she sends out. I'm even open to it. As long as you haven't moved. Because the famous Rome Christmas card, the ones that bounce back, are so aggravating to me. Because I just do the math every time I see them. You have to understand, they're like, Dodger Jano never asks for anything. Like, we don't even exchange Christmas gifts. Her Christmas gift is those cards. They're expensive. 
And the reason she wants the cards is because she wants to celebrate the kids. They're never her and I. It's only the boys. But they're like this thick. If you can see me on TV, they're probably two inches thick. So you can imagine the production value. You can imagine the postage. And every day when I come home for like the first two months of the year, there is two or three or four that have bounced back. And I'm just like, oh. You know, whatever the number is, eight bucks, eight bucks, eight bucks, seven bucks, seven bucks. Oh, my man, if you can remain at that address where you currently are in Alaska and not move anytime soon, I may add you to the list. That would make 501. I'm not kidding you. I think DJ sends out 500 of those cards every single year, and I feel like 78 or more come back. Maybe I could just hit you with one of the bounce backs. Hey, can you all stop moving? Can you all stop moving? Or if you're going to move, can you at least let us know? Because you know you're going to get that card. And save me the money, all right? Money's hard to make. Stop thinking about you. This is incredible. Like, we have not, I have not read a single tweet or a single email. It's been exclusively a phone call beef segment. Let's go with Lyndon. Ken in Linden. Ken, what's your beef? Romy, my beef is exactly the opposite of yours in the roundabouts. I come up there and these idiots are stopping as if it was a stop sign when there's nobody coming in any direction. You know, but we're not not opposed, Ken. My my thing about the roundabout, he, he obviously knows my take. I live near a roundabout. It's a roundabout I pass through twice daily, one on the way to work and once on the way home. When I leave to go to work, it's early in the morning, so it's never an issue. When I come home in the afternoon, it generally is an issue. When I get off the freeway and I enter the roundabout, there is a yield over there. I'm talking about the a-holes that do not yield, and they drive right through when I have the right of way. That infuriates me. When I'm on the other side of that, I always yield because I can read. So that's the one time I lean on the horn and I lean on it for like 30 seconds because that to me is a reason to go. I hate people like that. It's not that hard, man. The whole roundabout thing, this is not the Autobahn and it's not hard to figure out. It's not one of those things where, yeah, Rome, but they've never seen it before. It's confusing. Some of them are. This one is not. It says yield. Man, they painted it on the pavement. Do you know what the word means? It means slow and wait because the others have the right of way. The others that don't have yield. So, no, dude, we don't agree. If you're the only one there, you don't need to yield. Just go. But if there's others coming, pay attention. 1-800-636-8686. I'm trying hard. I'm trying hard. Let's try Knoxville. The one thing I do love about the beef segment, we are getting input from all states, everywhere. I love that. Knoxville, MJ. MJ, what's your beef? Thanks for the line, Jim. Here's my beef. When you're out walking about and you're seeing somebody and they come up and ask you a question, hi, how are you? There's only one response to this, fine and you. And you retort back, fine and you, and you move on. I do not want to hear about your dog handle gland problem for five freaking minutes. Oh, Jim, thanks for the vine. You got it, MJ. Yeah, we've covered this too. When somebody says, how you doing, they don't care. (laughs) They really don't. It's just to kill the awkward silence. Nobody really cares. There are five people in the world who care how you are. That rando who asked you how you are doesn't care. So just say, fine, how are you? And keep the thing moving. I agree with him. How are you is not a, a reason for you to give a medical report. Everybody's dinged, man. Everybody's playing hurt. Nobody cares. How you doing? Great. How are you? Really? Are you? No. But I know that if I say it, you'll go away. I'm kind of with him on that one. I don't want this to ever end, this mediocre segment, this 25-minute mediocre segment. I hope it never ends. Keep working it, Chalk. All right, so we have time for one or two more, maybe, possibly. I'll tell you the one thing I'm not going to do. I'm not going to wreck it by reading a tweet. 
I don't want to mess with the integrity of it. It's an all phone call beef segment. Hey, Chalk, make a stand. It's not like Chalk's looking at me like, I don't know where to direct you. They've all been terrible, dude. What? What's one more bad one? <laughs> wow, dude. Count Chocola. Take a stand, dude. Winston-Salem. Jimmy. You made it. Jimmy, my man. What's your beef? Hey, Jim. Long-time listener, first-time caller. My beef is I go to the supermarket, don't want to seem entitled. All the cashier lanes are closed. So now as the numbers are changing on the prices like a slot machine, I have to go and scan every one of my groceries and squint at the one-size font on a lemon, and I'm there looking at this lemon like it's going to tell me the number. That's my beef. So you've got an issue with the self-checkout at the store, right? I got you. Something to be said about that. 1-800-636-8686. I interrupt this because my phone just beeped and this guy actually wants to contradict what I just said. Romy, how you doing, good brother? Parentheses, I care. Video incoming this weekend. Go Bengals. Miss you, brother. That's the good brother, Carl Anderson. Brother. Yo, good brother. We're on the same page. I said there are five people who care. You're one of the five. You're a good brother. Go Bengals. I don't want to give you my pick yet, but you know I'm taking the Bengals. And there's a big number because two reasons. And again, you have to go to Jim Rum's Big Head Bets. Two reasons. Number one, the Bengals. I love the Bengals. I love everything about the Bengals. Don't get me started on the Bengals. Red hot, swaggy as hell, healthy, playing well. Joe Burrow and my man, Lou Anarumo. Why is he not getting more credit? for being a brilliant defensive mind. That defense does not get the credit they deserve. So, two reasons. The Bengals and Lamar. Doesn't look like Lamar is going to go. It doesn't look like it. Question is, why is Lamar not going to go? Is it contract-related or not? I don't really know. I don't really care when it comes to the pick. Question is, will the Bengals cover? Go to Jim Rum's Big Head Bets and find out. Why don't we finish in the natty? Carl, my man, good brother. What up, dude? How you doing? I mean that. I care. How are you? Let's go to the natty. I'm going to wrap it in the natty. Sean, in the natty. Sean, what's your beef? Yo, Sean, what is your beef? You know what my beef is? When I set up a guy and I'm like, you're going to wrap it. You're going to be the guy. You're going to button this thing up. You're going to close the show. You're going to finish for me. And then you're nowhere. You're not there. Andrew in Denver. Don't leave me hanging, bro. Can you do it? Are you the guy? Andrew in Denver, what's your beef? What's up? What's up, Jim? There My he is. is. with parents that show up late to JV girls basketball games and start riding the officials right away. <laughs> My man, nice job. His beef is with parents who show up late to JV girls basketball games and immediately start riding the officials. All right, that that was different. I mean, we just went about a half hour of phone calls alone for the beef segment. That was not the plan. That was not the plan. But to quote my teenage son, plans change. I got a question for you. Why is Old Trapper Beef Jerky like the best thing ever? Well, there is something to be said for a family business, which stands by quality and produces the world's finest beef jerky. Do not be fooled by other brands. All beef jerky is not the same. Make sure you choose Old Trapper, where you can actually see the quality right through their iconic Clearview packages. Every single bite of Old Trapper is tender, never tough, because they only use the best ingredients. From their lean strips of beef, seasoned with top-quality spices to their real wood-fired smoke, Old Trapper delivers quality in every single bite and... Old Trapper Jerky comes in four mouth-watering flavors. Old Fashioned, which is classic beef jerky flavor. Tender, smoky, and delicious. You've got Teriyaki with the yellow label, where Old Trapper turned the flavor down to 11. Hot and spicy, with a spice so nice you'll want to snack twice. Peppered, 
tender seasoned beef covered in cracked pepper. And you can grab and go with a four-ounce bag or load up with an 18-ounce bag. That way you've got enough for the entire team or fam or both. If you don't see it, ask for Old Trapper by name because no other jerky compares. Old Trapper, what is your beef? KJ Osborne is my guest. In fact, via Zoom, KJ, great to have you back. How are you? I'm doing great, man. Thanks for having me. It's good to have you, dude. I appreciate you coming off the practice field and joining us on the show. Listen, I understand it's all about the Giants. It's all about Sunday. But if you took one step back, how much pride do you have in the fact that you're part of a Vikings team that won the division for the first time since 2017? I mean, that's huge, man. Uh, Being able to be a a big part of this offense, a big part of this team, um, to to have the success that we've had, you know, it's it's amazing. But, uh, you know, we're not done yet. No, you're not done yet. One thing about the success of the team, it's how you guys have done it. Like, this stat is incredible. You guys set an NFL record by going 11-0 and in one-score games. I think that stat's amazing. Like, how does that work? Do you win a few of those games and then just start to believe we're going to finish a tight game? Or how would you explain this team's ability to consistently dig deep and find ways to close out tough games? I think it's definitely a, a confidence thing. Uh, like, you know, like when we get in those late situations, you know, however close the game is or, you know, whatever we need to do, a kind of saying we have around this building is, you know, just playing our best when our best is required. And we have done that on offense, defense, special teams. You know, when this when the game is getting down to the wire, uh, you know, everybody, you know, steps up their level of play. And uh, we're all pros and, you know, we understand the situation. That's something that uh, we have a, a big emphasis on in our building and uh, we get it done. Viking wide receiver K.J. Osborne, my guest. I guess not only that, but it helps when you got a quarterback who plays his best late. Kirk Cousins has led eight game-winning drives this season. That is a new career high. How much confidence then do you have that Kirk is going to deliver in a late-game situation? Uh, huge. You know, we have all the confidence in the world in him. You know, all, all our, our teammates, coaches, we have all the confidence in the world in him. And, you know, uh, like I've said it many times in interviews, on, on late Fridays, Thursdays, you know, we're in the building late. You know, I always see his truck, you know, he's, he's preparing and, uh, you know, for any situation and that, that pushes me myself, you know, to make sure I'm prepared, you know, to match his level of preparation and, and uh, you know, intensity that he's going to be ready, you know, whenever we play. And, um, you know, we, we've seen it time and time again, like, you know, eight, eight uh, game winning drive, you know, that's huge. That, that's a, you know, a testament to his preparation and, um, you know, the execution of, you know, uh, our whole team. K.J. Osborne joining us. Again, I understand what's going on. You've got a game coming up, and that's the thing. But it's one thing. You and I could talk about all these tough wins. It's another thing. Like, if you run a two-minute drill and you walk it off, that's great. That's fine. That's impressive. Another to rally from a 33-point halftime deficit the way you did against the Colts in Week 15. You had a big game that day. You had 10 receptions, 157 yards, and a touchdown. KJ, shoot me straight. Was there not a part of you at halftime that thought, my man, this is not our day. We will live to fight another day. It is the NFL. There are lots of dubs out there. This is just not one of them. Was there any part of you that thought that at halftime? You know, it's crazy because, you know, people close to me, uh, you know, try to get that insight as well. Like even when they ask me at home with no cameras around, I tell them the same answer. You know, it was was total confidence. And I think it's because of what happened the year before. You know, JJ kind of brought it up in the game. We were up on Pittsburgh. I think I might have been 28 to zero or 28 seven or, you know, something, something big like that. I'm not sure what the exact uh, score was. And they came back on us and, you know, they almost they, you know, came away with a, with a, with a game winning catch, you know, right there at the end. I think uh, Harry broke it up as, as well as some other DBs. So we've seen it done on us before and they, they scared the crap out of us. So when we were down 33 zero, you know, we were actually just saying, you know, let's not look at the scoreboard. We know we got to put drives together. We know we can score and, a lot of times things that we were doing, we were shooting ourselves in the foot. Uh, but, you know, we had total confidence that we could get it done. And, um, you know, we were able to spark some plays and kind of kind of get the momentum going. And then, um, you know, everybody, you know, began, began to believe and we got it done. I can appreciate that. Momentum is real. KJ Osborne joining us. Since you mentioned JJ, Justin Jefferson, dude, is having an amazing year. Leads the league in catches, leads the league in receiving yards. I mean, I don't know what else you can say at this point. Like you, you're a pro's pro. You're an extremely talented player in your own right. But does this guy do some things that even you at times are shaking your head over, wondering, man, how did that dude just do that? Right. I mean, uh, immediately what pops up in my head is Buffalo. I mean, a guy goes up uh, against my former teammate in college and then uh, grabs a, a one-hand catch, you know, in, in the fourth down, in that situation, in that environment, that, that uh, you know, big-time game, he does that. And it was like, wow. Like, you know, we couldn't really celebrate it at the time on the field. But, um, you know, I mean, obviously everybody's playing it, you know, everywhere. Um, after the game and you know he he works really hard you know really really talented kid 
um, humble. You know, um, you know, none of us in our in our receiver room are, are selfish. You know, he's getting double teamed out there. You know, at times where he doesn't get the ball. You know, even after Green Bay, everybody expected him to be, you know, so frustrated and things like that, and he wasn't. Um, he just came back, you know, in the facility. Um, you know, worked on his game, got better, and uh, you know, it, it was ready for the next week. So, um, you know, somebody that you know I'm continuing to have a relationship with. You know, we we came out the the draft together. We trained together in the combine. Um, and, you know, I'm I'm praying for you know the continued success for him. This is really. Uh, nice to line up with him. I'm, I'm happy for him. That's a cool, cool anecdote. You know, it's funny you mentioned that catch because it's arguably the greatest catch I've ever seen, especially given the situation. But when I talked to Adam Thielen about that a few weeks back, he said to me, and he said this publicly, it might not even be the best catch that he has seen J.J. make. I mean, could you make that argument? Have you seen him make a better catch than that? In person? That's a good question. He, he caught a pass our, our rookie year. Uh, he was he was wide open though it was in practice but it was like a post and it might have been like 50 60 yards down the field and he just went up and just snagged it and I was like whoa but uh, if I if I compare it to that I probably would say for myself the Buffalo one I think it was it was definitely number one. I got you. So obviously, before you go, you're really familiar with the Giants. You played them a few weeks back. Great, great game on Christmas Eve. You won that game on a field goal in the final minutes. As you get ready for that rematch, you're familiar with them. They're familiar with you. What stands out about the defensive challenge that they and their secondary present? What are the types of things on film that you're thinking about? Well, I think, uh, first of all, they're the number one pressure defense across the NFL. So that's something that you know, we'll be ready for. You know, even, even the receivers, you know, if anything changed, uh, you know, they're good on third down, but, you know, we feel like we're good on third down as well. Uh, they get some guys back in their secondary, um, so I'm sure they, you know, they have a, a lot of confidence in those guys. And, uh, you know, they, we came out with a win, and uh, we kicked a, like a 61 or 63-yard field goal. Um, so I can expect that, you know, they, they feel like, you know, they can get the best of us um, here at home. So, you know, it'll be a, a big-time matchup, you know, playoff football in the NFL, you know, what everybody dreams of. Um, so I think it'll be a, a good matchup. We're excited for it. So, KJ, really quickly, uh, just to follow up, and I'll let you go. When you mentioned they bring the pressure, they do. They like to pressure. Do you feel like you're a team, though, that thrives on that? Like, great, bring it. Our quarterback's good with it. Our guys get off the line of scrimmage. If you want to bring the pressure, we're good with that. We do well in those situations. Would that be accurate? For sure. Yeah, def definitely accurate. Uh, that's something that we stress um, on our offense, you know, our, our, our O-line meetings and our receivers, you know, rather it be a hot route. So, you know, recognizing coverage, um, you know, communicating. And you, we've seen it in the game if you go back. I mean, even I think when we're talking about J.J., he had a, he had a zero a zero look. You know, we checked some things. You know, we were able to make a, a big-time catch. I think it was on third down. Um, you know, J.J. ran a great route and, and got great separation in, in a situation like that. So, um, you know, we, we've had success, a success against it before. Um, we rep it, and we'll be uh, prepared for it. I like what I'm hearing. K.J. Osborne, my guest. Listen, dude, I know that you've got a huge week. I know you came right off the practice field to make good on this commitment. Really good to have you back on the show. Thanks so much. I appreciate the energy, and it's great having you back, K.J. Thank you. Of course, man. Thank you guys for having me so much. Good night now!